Hello there, this is Ed McCarty. Welcome to Hoofing It Podcast with everything horses and livestock. Hi there, everyone. This is Melissa with Hoofing It Podcast. And this is Jana Barkas. And today we're with um, Gerald Silvers. And Gerald is going to be a part of the farm tour that's coming up. And um, Gerald, this your the name of your uh, farm is Silver Lining Herefords, right? That's a that's pretty correct. cool name. Yeah, it kind of fits our last name, so... Okay, we, well, uh, go ahead and kind of tell us about what, what's going on with your, your farm. You know, tell us a little bit about it. Well, we're a very small producer. We, we only have like 35 acres. Uh, we only run about 10 head of cows. But we feed out uh, oh, anywhere from 5 to 10 head of steers every year. And we sell beef at the market, the farmer's market, and from the house and on, on the farm tours. We are licensed. USDA, so we're legal to sell to anybody. And uh, we've been, we've sold sides of beef for years and years. And about 12 years ago or so, we decided that uh, we would go in and start selling by the package. And that's really uh, been pretty good. Uh, our goal is not to, we're not trying to be the biggest operation in the world, just avoid uh, having to ship a cattle, you know, our steers to the sale barn. And we found that it makes us a, a decent amount of second income. Yeah. So, And people appreciate that home-raised beef. Well, know. it is. It's very high quality. We do feed. I do grain finish. And uh, we raise a, a, a high-quality flavor uh, without all the extra fat. Uh, the the way I feed is that we just it's more of a gradual. We don't try to cram it all in in 60 days or 160 days. We try to get it done uh, over a period of time. So most of the calves are on feed from weaning till processing. And is there um, have you noticed uh, something we've noticed through the years is you know it does matter what the cattle have been fed, what the beef tastes like. Uh, oh yeah, and so there. Do you have a special recipe that you like? Special uh, feed that you not really performs for you the best, or um... we use a basic feed cone or of uh, our corn oats. Uh, we might put some cottonseed holes in and a little bit of uh, uh, what do you call it? Roughage, yeah, of course. Uh, we do use a SureChamp product that our granddaughter got us started on with uh, her show calves that uh, gives them a lot of extra minerals and proteins and such on the side. Vitamins and minerals are so huge for all of us, for all the animals yeah. and ourselves. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then, what, Gerald, why Herefords? Why did you guys pick Herefords, that breed? Well, we, we kind of uh, fell into it, so to speak. Her dad uh, converted from being a dairyman to uh, raising Hereford cattle. And her little sister had four horned Hereford cows. And when she got married and moved to Pennsylvania, we bought those four cows from her. Before that, we had some black white face, about fourth generation from Holsteins. And uh, we just gradually converted over the Herefords. We love them. They're easy keeping, love the disposition, and, you know, frankly, we've made money with them all the time. Even in bad years, we've been able to 
make a little money because of selling the beef out of them. I'm actually from Kansas City. I grew up uh, born and raised in Kansas City. Not in the country? No, not originally. Uh, I I was a baseball player, and I met this girl (laughs) at a place I worked, and uh, she started going with me to my games. She didn't know anything about baseball, but uh, she'd go to my games with me, and and, uh, we went together about a year and a half, and we got married. And in '63, and we'll uh, we'll celebrate 60 years in January. Oh, Fantastic. congratulations! That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That is so cool. You know, that's yeah, hard to come by these days. People don't stay together true. like they used to. It's amazing she put up with me this long. Oh, and so she taught <laughs> you the ropes about cattle. Is that what happened there? Is that right? Is, that's what I'm asking you. Is that what she did? Did she teach you how to handle these cattle and all that? Is that where that oh, came yeah. from? Her, her dad and her. Now, she grew up on the farm, of course, and I uh, I have some memories. I, I One of the times uh, we were going down to the barn from, from we were down to see her and we were going out to the barn. We got in the barn, this mouse ran across the floor and she stomped it. And I, I, I that was a warning shot. I told everybody I I should have should have run then, but I didn't. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious! <laughs> but, uh, oh, tell us a story. Uh, the, tell us the story about the one special cow. That, yes, you uh, oh yeah, that. yeah. Let let's well, her, let our listeners her, hear this this story. Right. Well, her her name was Royal, and uh, we we always use a lot of electric fans because uh, we're working class people didn't have money to do a lot of other stuff, and I had outside jobs. Anyway, but she would go down between every post when you turn them out in a new patch and check it, check the wire to see if it was hot. And it would bite her, but she'd go on to the next one. And then uh, other times we saw her push another animal into the fence, <laughs> let them get shot. She's so and, and not only that, also, she was known to go down the creek and uh, go under the floodgate. We used to use the wire crosses. All the other cows, if you had electric wire there, whether it was hot or not, they wouldn't bother. But her would go down and get down in the water and try to go under it, uh, just her head out of the water is all there'd be. Oh, for crying out loud. So she was a real uh, kind of a pill, but she was... Uh, <laughs> A good, a good producer, and so we kept her for a number of years. But then we finally let her go. <laughs> well, so did you raise her from a baby? Uh, her little sister did, yes. Okay, Isn't that she was one of the cows we bought from her sister. Oh my, yes, that sounds. Did any of her children have these issues with the fence? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no it, didn't inherit that from her. Well, that's good. She sounds like she's a smart one. <laughs> well, you know, we've learned over the years that some animals are smarter than others. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like people. Yep. Some of them are dense as can be. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about politics. <laughs> that's right. Well, um, so was this cow one of your happiest memories, or do you have another special time? That oh, you- I don't know. I have a lot of... Uh, things we've done uh, it's it's just a it's just a memory that that we have of her 
And our kids, they all were in 4-H. They've they've showed a lot of 4-H shows. They've been to some national shows uh, as members of the the, uh, American Polo Virginia Association. And uh, we've been to state fairs. We we loved all of it. But I think that one of the best things that we enjoy is is the the tour and the farmer's markets because we get to visit with people. Uh, part of the tour, especially the spring one, is that we're supposed to have an educational uh, part to it. And uh, we, what we do is we, be, you know, we talk to the people and try to find out what they want to know. I tell you, one one year we had a newborn calf and it had a pasture turned back, couldn't straighten its leg out, oh. and Marilyn made a stand on a PCV pipe and duct tape. And put it on the calf, and that became our educational part for that. Oh, how and, cool! Yeah, yeah that's, within, that's great education for people. You know. Yeah, and within two days, the calf is up on its own. Uh, another time, we had the guy from the university bring this big plastic cow down. I mean, birthing cows, what they called it, and he demonstrated on uh, difficult births and how they handle cattle and everything. People were fascinated with that. Uh, really, yeah, he, you know, he was our educational part. Uh, and then most, a lot of it is just uh, I'll, I'll show them around. We'll show them our cattle. We'll talk about how we take care of them and all that. And then we'll ask them, do you have any questions? And you get a lot of interesting questions. Uh, well, one thing that we had uh, for a number of years, we... Uh, the school districts in the county would, um, every September, would have all the fourth graders in the county come to the fairgrounds on buses. So we would be there with the calf. There'd be a veterinarian. There'd be a horse person. There'd be an ag dealer. Just all kinds of different uh, things for them to tour around and look at and talk about. And it was always interesting. These are fourth graders, mind you. And I would be telling them about the heifer, and they would all of a sudden one of them would, we'd ask them for questions, and invariably one of them would want to know, how do you have baby calves? Well, this is a little bit uh, difficult, and I would look at, look at the teacher to see what guidance I could get, and she'd just shrug her shoulders, <laughs> tell me, basically you're on your own. So we gave them... We gave them the bare amount that you know we could figure we could get away with, and it always satisfied them. But uh, and that's great, you know the uh, all the education that you're doing down there is is so great, and the people visiting uh, for for uh, the farm tours and stuff, it shows people that you don't have to have thousands of acres to be able to have a a homestead. To, uh, you know, do you know, do your sustainable living. You can have chickens. You can have a few cows. You can have a garden, and um, you're a perfect example of uh, offering knowledge to people and and where their beef comes from and and you know that's that's their life mm-hmm. is to supply well, babies for you know to grow up for for yeah. eating hey melissa let's take a quick break thank you for joining us today our podcast is sponsored by better equine and clinch realty with janet turney and, and now, now we're back. back one of the things that shows 
is that what you can do is a small acreage. And I, I tell people all the time that you don't have to have 100 acres or anything. Perfect. Realistically, if you've got two or three acres, you can do a lot with a little garden. And you, you could have your own garden. Uh, you could you could have a, a calf in a pen and grow your own meat. You can do all those things. It's just uh, most people are afraid to try, I think. And it is a lot of work because you got to you got to take care of everything. I was going to one other thing on the kids. Uh, we'd always ask them for questions, and within the first two questions would be, can we pet the cat? That was another thing. <laughs> that would be a uh, great like question. The, I'd want to pet the cow. <laughs> well, and on the phone, too, we always have a calf and a block and shoot that the kids can uh, can get up close to. And they, uh, even the adults like to pet the calf. And if our granddaughter's to here, she'll show them how to groom a calf. Oh, fun. She gives them little demonstrations. I love it. Oh, that's and, great. Uh-huh. That is. I love cows. I always go see them at the 4-H. <laughs> see, because, and, and that's another thing that we um, found out that some folks didn't know is they thought they had to live on a farm to show in 4-H. You know, no. and so, you know, I think that's great education, showing how and, and your granddaughters, you know, grooming the calves and, and stuff. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I kind of ramble because things come to mind and my wife is writing things down here. But one of the things that we did on the tour, I have a granddaughter who uh, was on state judging, meat, uh, beef judging team, uh, meat judging. And so she was here one year and she demonstrated beef cats. Well, we went to the grocery store oh, cool. and bought two or three different cats. And then she was here and she would show them that versus what we raised. And it was interesting, a butcher, a former butcher was on the tour, and he commented that uh, she knew her stuff. That's great. Oh, yes. yes. That makes you so proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, we had very good education. Yes. That's, yeah, you know, it, I'm not very good at judging. The, my son has to explain it to me sometimes, what the meat yeah, when it comes to, are. <laughs> I, I never could talk the terms. That, but I have a son. My youngest son actually was an ag teacher for 30 years. And he judged a lot of shows. He judged uh, a lot of county fairs, and he even judged a couple bigger shows. But uh, he, he was the one who, of course, taught his daughter how to judge meat. So he, his teams won, uh, they won several state titles over the years. And, uh, and he, fin- he himself finished. In college, finished tenth high individual at San Francisco Cow Palace. Wow, that's, that's back amazing. in the day. So. And, yeah. and that's so fun to share your knowledge with others. You it know, is. Oh, you had the experience, been successful, and sharing others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, he just he just had that eye. His grandfather had the eye. Uh, Gary could look at an animal, a baby calf, or uh, you know, really. And see that calf, you know, six months later, mm-hmm. and 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 recognize the calf. But no, it was a calf he saw earlier. And his his grandfather could do that. And my grandfather used to be a sheep buyer before the fifty one flood, and he was that way. He used to buy sheep all around the country and uh, have them shipped into Kansas City, and 
you know, he, he'd know if that was a sheep that he looked at. Well, you know, those sheep guys don't get along with the cow guys very good. So I'm trying Not to figure too out much. how that worked with you and Marilyn. Is that your wife's name, Marilyn? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they Probably, used to go to battle a little bit. <laughs> they, they, like, they like to call them range maggots around here. <laughs> they're, they're getting very popular range in the 4-H program, so people, uh, uh, kids are showing goats and all because it's a lot less expensive than showing steers. Yeah. And, and you can, again, that smaller piece of ground, you could raise a handful of goats on yeah. two or three acres, and and uh, you, you need four or five acres if you're going to grass feed an animal, you know, most of the time. That's right. Sure. It sure is. Well, Gerald, I just want to tell you, we sure enjoyed your visit with us today, and we're looking forward to seeing you on the farm tour. How can people get a hold of you if they'd like to ask you some questions? Well, uh, an email address is, is a good way, or they can text me. Uh, you have you have my email address. I do. I'll I'll include it with the broadcast when we. You want me to give it to you? Go ahead and say it over the podcast. It's Gerald Silvers at yahoo.com. Okay, that's great. And they can find you on a website. Uh, we don't have a website, but we do have. uh, We are on Facebook. They can go to Silver Lining Hereford Beef, and they'll find us on Facebook. Great. That's perfect. And then my my phone number they can text me on is 913-375-2931. And I prefer the text. If they call, I don't answer the phone unless I know who it is. Okay. I think a lot of people get, do that. Yeah. It's a scam. We get so much of that. Well, another thing I wanted to mention about the farm tour, there are some great stops on. Believe me, people get a chance to go. To come down, and we'll have it posted on our website here, or not the website, but on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or they can go to Miami County Fall Farm Tour. But we get people come. Uh, we've had people from all over the Kansas City area and east of there, Odessa, places like that. We've had people from China who were up at KU Medical Center studying. We've had people from Louisiana stop by. Uh, California, you name it, just about any, anywhere. If they're in the area and they see something about the farm tour, they show up. And uh, it's a, believe me, it takes takes two full days if you try to go to all the stops. Uh, and, and you can't linger a long time. But, so most people tend to go to one or two stops a day, mm-hmm. or three or four maybe, and, and just select. You know, they don't try to do them all. It's a great event, and I know for a fact that in Kansas, we have the best, or one of the best, if not the best, farm tour in the state. Oh, that's great. Good to know. I hope our viewers heard you say that, because that'll be great. Yeah, they should come out. All right. Right. Well, thank you so much, Gerald. We appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you. Take care. Subscribe with us to follow our podcast, and please provide a review. We appreciate your positive feedback, which enables us to provide our free podcast to you. You can find links to the website at ehalnews.com. Music provided by Ed Mahan. Copyrights by Everything Horses and Livestock.